Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to today's edition of the show. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're speaking today about a topic that I believe is truly life-changing. We've seen a shift in every demographic, really, if you want me to be honest with you, recapturing some of the values of First Nation peoples, growing their own food, becoming more self-sufficient. So whether you're tuning in today as a Native American, whether you're a Native Alaskan, whether you are from some indigenous population or not, we're talking today about how you can be more self-sufficient, how you can grow some of your own food. And to help us on our journey is someone who, well, you may not associate with this topic. His name is Steve Wolberg. Steve, it's great to have you with us on the show. Yes, thank you, David. It's uh, great to be with you as your guest. We've been together in the past. It's been a while, and here we are again. So thanks for having me back. Steve, I'm excited about the show because folks, many folks know you from your work with Whitehorse Media. Quick overview, Whitehorse Media, what do you guys do? Yes, we are a television, radio, internet, literature, seminar, ministry. Uh, we do all kinds of things. I've written about 40 books, and, and we're trying to just help people in this world uh, who are confused and who need a lot of help, and, and that's what we do. Well, Steve, I am very excited about your current project. It's coming out really under an umbrella called Sprouting with Steve, a little bit more down home than uh, maybe some of the stuff you've uh, you've done, but it's really an amazing project. I just learned about it uh, a short while ago, and the minute I saw your introductory video on this really novel approach, I say novel, I mean, sure, people have been doing this for years, for, for decades, for centuries, but just recapturing this idea of how people in even urban areas can be growing their own food. Tell us what we're talking about and what turned you on to it. You mentioned growing your own food, and we all know that growing our own food is very healthy, but a lot of people don't have land. Uh, they don't have an orchard. They, have, they live in apartments where they have very little space, they, and they don't have time. And that's where sprouting comes in. I've been sprouting for over 40 years, and I've learned how to grow things in my kitchen. And it's very easy, and so I've dedicated part of my, part of my life to helping other people learn how to do this. It's, uh, it's healthy and it's fun. So, of course, we've heard a lot today about why it's so important to have access to fresh food, access to have fresh produce. And so many folks are finding, well, things can happen. Things can happen where you just can't depend on that grocery store having the produce. And someone listening today from Indian country, they may say, hey, we don't always have access to uh, the kind of produce that we'd like. I can think of doing some programming up in Nome, Alaska, with one of our stations up there working with Native Alaskans. And uh, things can happen that can disrupt the supply chain. Now, that may sound strange in Central California or in, in the Southeast where someone's got some land and growing their own food. But in a lot of places, it can be challenging at times. And especially with this recent pandemic, people have seen that there can be challenges even with staples, things that you think are dependable that you can find on the shelves, periods of time where you don't have them. So growing our own food is something that's been getting a lot of attention. 
And Steve, I just love what you're doing because you're speaking to people. They don't have to have the five, the 10 acres. They don't even have to have a small uh, garden in their backyard in the city. They can be in a high-rise apartment and they can do sprouting. Am I catching that picture correctly? You are exactly right, David. And as you know, with the pandemic, like you said, you know, supply chains can be uh, disrupted. You know, sometimes it's even hard to get toilet paper, uh, but especially food. And I've got right next door in my pantry here, I've got a big bag of lentils, just the seeds, which last for a long time, and they are super easy to grow. The thing about growing sprouts is that you're eating live food that has no sprays, no chemicals, non-GMO. It's really easy to do. Uh, for those that don't know, a sprout is a little seed that begins to grow. And then when they get a little bit bigger, they turn into what's called microgreens. So when they get bigger and start growing little leaves, and then you green them up through just putting them in the windowsill. And once people know how to do it, uh, it's just really with certain seeds, it only takes seconds a day, just rinsing, pouring water in and pouring water out. And now I've got a whole big jar here of live food, which is going to give nutrition to every cell of my body, boost my immune system, help me fight cancer and a whole host of other diseases. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. I've been doing it for 40 years. I'm almost 62 and I feel good. Some of you, if you're regular listeners of American Indian and Alaska Native Living, we've been trying to release video footage that goes along with the shows. Uh, we're probably pulling that off about one of every three shows at this point. But we're making a priority to try to get Steve's show out with some complimentary video footage. You can either find that through links that we send out to all our affiliate stations who carry the show, or you can simply go on YouTube. Right now, we're putting it out through my YouTube channel, my Compass Health Consulting channel. So go to Compass Health Consulting on YouTube and look for the playlist for American Indian and Alaska Native Living Radio. You'll uh, be able to see a number of the guests that we've featured over the last six months or so. And our goal is to get Steve up there uh, showing these microgreens. Steve, I'm just telling you, as I'm looking at this, it really looks good. I'm ready to have uh, a nice salad with these uh, microgreens that you've made. It looks like I'm in the produce section of the food store, but I'm just in your kitchen, right? Yes, you are. And my apologies to your radio listeners. I uh, I know we're doing this for video as well. So I, I've got all these props in front of me in my kitchen, but I need to remember that a lot of people are listening and, and they're not watching this. So, but yes, it's mouth watering. Once you learn how to do this uh, these days, especially uh, here in North Idaho in March, winter is almost over, but during the winter months, when my garden is snowed under and my fruit trees are snowed under, I grow sprouts and microgreens just about every day. And hardly a day goes by, David, where I don't have a big sprout microgreen salad with all kinds of different greens and avocado and some tomatoes and different seasonings. And it's just, I tell you, if you've never eaten a fully alive sprout microgreen salad, <laughs> People just don't know what they're missing. They are so healthy and so good for you. And I've done a lot of research on this and, and I know what I'm talking about and I can feel the benefits and I want to help people to learn how to do this in their kitchens and in their homes too. So Steve, I know this is not just something that you're passionate about for you and your family. Like you said, you're trying to help other people do this. You mentioned earlier in the program that you've written a book on the topic. Tell us a little bit more about the, the book. It looks you know, pretty uh, digestible, if you will, uh, no pun intended, and uh, doesn't look like it's going to bog me down too long reading it. How big a book is it? And where do I get it? 
Yes, uh, again, David, for those that are just on the radio, I was holding up this book and they can't see it, but this little one is called Sprout Power. People can get this on Amazon.com or they can get it on whitehorsemedia.com. And basically what the book does is it explains in a simple way the incredible health benefits of growing your own seeds into sprouts or a little bit bigger into microgreens in your kitchen. Uh, you can even do it in your laundry room or in your bathroom. You don't need very much space. You can grow them in little jars or or little trays that stack up. It's very easy to do. Take seconds a day. And the nutritional benefit to the body is just enormous uh, from growing your own live food. It's very easy and it ta- they taste good too. Well, I'll be honest with you. I have sprouted before. Not a lot, but you're getting me uh, re-enthused about this. You've mentioned health benefits. You say your book covers those. Of course, we can't cover everything in this show that is mentioned in the book. But give us some high points. What could someone expect to gain by incorporating more sprouts and more microgreens? And we've been using those terms. I know you have explained it a little bit, but help us once more first understand the difference between sprouts and microgreens. Sprouts is when you take a seed, like a lentil seed. I've got a jar here in front of me of lentil sprouts. And basically all I did was I poured into this jar, probably a third of the of the jar of lentil seeds. And then I soaked them probably five or six hours. And then the, the seeds doubled in size. And then you just pour out the water. Uh, and then you rinse them twice a day. And as you do that, the seeds get bigger, the little tails come out, they start sprouting, and they grow right up to the top of the jar in really just two to three days. And what happens when a seed begins to germinate and grow, the the nutrient profile within the seed multiplies rapidly. It becomes like a tiny nutritional factory. So the vitamins, the minerals, the phytochemicals, the essential fatty acids, all the things that the body thrives on, they just start multiplying. So when you are eating a, a goodly amount of fresh sprouts or grow them a little bit bigger to the microgreen stage, you are putting into your body... Uh, a, a vast amount of easy to digest nutrition that just is is loaded and it benefits your brain it benefits your, your cardiovascular system it benefits every single cell in your body it benefits everything that you are it helps you to to become a you know a, a healthier person it helps your immune system to fight disease uh, it's just basically getting a super dose of nutrition when you grow a, a garden You get a lot of food from the garden, but when you grow sprouts and microgreens, research says that for one pound of of sprouted microgreens, you're getting a lot more uh, nutrition than one pound of a broccoli head that you pick in your garden. The microgreen stage is just loaded Hmm. with all kinds of nutrients. And the whole idea is just get more nutrition into your system. And that's what happens when you eat sprouts and microgreens. So for those who are not getting the visuals, if I was to describe a sprout, I would say it's a seed with a little plant growing out of it. It's not yet uh, got leaves or anything like that. And often the sprouts that I've seen, initially they're whitish in color. Sometimes they have more of a green color. They're starting to grow little leaves on them. Is that an accurate way to describe a sprout? Yes, it is. And if you can just picture... Take a seed and put it in the soil in your garden and then water it. And then before it actually pops up, if you were to dig it up after a couple of days, three or four days, 
you would see that seed starting to grow. You'd see a little root come out and a little stem come up. And that's basically what a sprout is. And, and we all know that our bodies, as we get older, we're, we're fighting against a whole host of killer diseases these days that are just taking people down. You know, we think about heart disease, diabetes, cancer, uh, there's just high blood pressure, the list just goes on and on. And one of the keys to good health and to avoiding these diseases is to put a lot of nutrition inside your body. And that's where sprouts and microgreens comes in, that you are getting just about the purest form of live nutrient-loaded food that you can find anywhere. And if you eat, like like I said, a big salad, or if you put, uh, I like to put lentil sprouts on, on top of my waffles. Uh, I put different kinds of sprouted seeds, like sunflower seeds in my granola. And when you're eating on a regular basis, live food, you're just getting a large amount of nutrients that your body needs in order to function optimally. This is great stuff, Steve. And the difference between the sprout and the microgreen, the microgreens, those of us that are looking at a video edition of this, we're seeing what looks like a small uh, lettuce or small uh, you know, plants. And they would actually be microgreens because they're not fully grown, presumably, but they're green or red or whatever color the plant is in its adult state. Is that fair to say? Yes. What happens is once when a seed begins to grow under the ground in the garden, uh, it becomes a sprout as it starts growing its little root and its little stem. And then when, when the little sprout pops up above the soil level and it begins to push toward the sun, then little leaves form. And those leaves turn green or, or red or whatever the color of the leaf is for the plant. And so that's the idea that you can do that without having a garden. You don't need a green thumb. You don't need a lot of space. You can do that in a very simple way inside your kitchen or, or in a little jar under your bathroom sink or in your laundry room or anywhere in your house where you have just a little bit of space. You can grow these things. All you need is seeds, water, a sink a jar, and just a little bit of knowledge. And before you know it, you can have live food every day for the rest of your life. And you don't need to, there's no weeds to pull. It's very simple. Steve, I know you're not just here to encourage people to sprout. You're going to give us practical instructions and talk about some resources that you have, some really great resources. I hope all of you who are tuning into American Indian and Alaska Native Living today can stay by if you got to slip away, sproutingwithsteve.com, sproutingwithsteve.com, a lot more information, but you don't have to go to that website. Just hold on. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. The following is a public service announcement for victims of child abuse. For 13 and one half years, I was the victim of severe child abuse. I was being beaten, cursed, and deprived of any kind of love and care. It was a big secret. Children are born to be loved, not to be abused. If you've experienced child abuse, find someone to talk to. 
someone you can trust and share your hurt and disappointments. Go to overcomingabuse.org. That's overcomingabuse.org. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are talking with Steve Wahlberg. Steve is the founder, the director of Whitehorse Media, but he is also the person behind an exciting website known as sproutingwithsteve.com. Steve has been sharing with us things that we can really do in our own homes, in our kitchens, our bathrooms even. That's a first for me, Steve. But I think a lot of folks are wondering just how you got into sprouting. I mean, this has got to be an interesting story because that's not necessarily the uh, well, the connection that people make when they hear the name of Steve Wolberg and see some of your media uh, productions or your books. How did Steve uh, Wolberg get into this sprouting business, if you will? Yes. Uh, as many people know, I, I have different hats. I have the hat that is my full-time job with Whitehorse Media. I wear another hat, which is my family hat. I have a beautiful wife and two wonderful children. And then I also have a health hat that I wear, which is because I, I believe it's very important for me to stay healthy. I'm almost 62 years old, and I want to be uh, around as long as possible and feel good and be effective in my life to help others. So I think it all got started, David, uh, when I was a teenager. I grew up in the Hollywood Hills of Southern California. I was surrounded by the entertainment industry and all kinds of uh, crazy things, and I made some bad decisions and got into a very rather destructive lifestyle for a while. And during that time, something impressed me that I needed to learn to do something good for my body to offset all the bad things that I was doing. I don't remember exactly where I first learned about this, but I learned that growing sprouts and microgreens was extremely beneficial to my body. So I started growing sunflower sprouts and alfalfa sprouts and uh, broccoli sprouts in my, in my bedroom. 
And that's really how it started. And then when I finally gave up those bad habits, when I was about 20, I continued on with the good habit of sprouting and growing microgreens. And I've been doing this for over 40 years. So here we're hearing a story about kind of a, maybe some people describe him as a wild uh, teenager, young adult who decides he's got to do something to pr- try to help his health. Did you notice any benefit even at that age? Did you feel better eating the microgreens and the sprouts? Not really, not at that time. Uh, I was very active in sports, so I played a lot of basketball. Uh, I also did a lot of dancing. I went to the discos and stayed out till four in the morning. That was part of my bad habits. And I also got into drugs and drinking alcohol. But I was young, and I was very active uh, in playing basketball and dancing. So when I started sprouting and eating a lot of live food, I can't say that I really noticed the benefit at the time, but I just knew that it was good for me. And then, but as time has gone on, David, as many years have gone on, and now, like I said, I'm almost 62, uh, I'm absolutely positive that the regular habit of growing and eating these things has definitely benefited my health, and I can feel it today. Yeah, I don't have any question about it either. I mean, we continue to see study after study showing that people that eat more fruits and vegetables have better health. And I know throughout Indian country, I never get any pushback when we speak about eating more plant products because just about every tribe that I've interacted with, I mean, you could probably find some examples, but uh, I mentioned earlier spending some time up with Native Alaskans. And, and yes, it is true you can find some indigenous population groups that really were not using much in the way of fruits and vegetables, at least certain times of the year. But my point is, Steve, throughout Indian country as a whole, large emphasis on these plant foods. They are powerhouses when it comes to phytochemicals, these health-giving plant properties. And you're saying basically we don't have to be dependent on having to make that run to the grocery store. We don't have to be paying for expensive uh, exotic greens to be flown in or to be shipped in. And some people really only have access to some of those foods in that way. Just as an aside, Steve, I talked about Native Alaskans that uh, we were working with. We did some broadcasts, actually a number of, of shows from Hawaii, and working with Native Hawaiians there on the island of Molokai. And I was surprised there that many of the indigenous peoples on that island, they were dependent on barges coming in, bringing in a lot of their produce. Even though they can grow things there, they don't have access to the variety of things that a lot of people just take for granted on their shelves. What I hear you saying, Steve, is you may be young, you may be healthy, you may not see an immediate benefit, but all the research points in the direction if you want to live a long and healthy life, you want to eat more plant products, and what a great way to do it right in your own home. You've got me excited. What about those who are listening? They're still a bit skeptical. What can you tell someone to say, you got to try this? Yeah, well, if they go on to our, our main sprouting website, which is sproutingwithsteve.com, they'll get a free document called My 10 Pop Reasons to Sprout that have a lot of reasons right there that are very compelling that they can read. And then they can watch some videos. Uh, One of them, there's a physician who talks about the health benefits of sprouting. And we have just a lot of information right on the website just to introduce people to the topic. And then if they want to go further and then join my course, Sprouting with Steve, then they get all the practical instruction of exactly what to do, where I take them by the hand through simple video presentations, and they watch me in my kitchen growing all these different kinds of seeds. And the motto of our course, David, is you can do it. 
And so we tell people, you can do what you're watching me do. And it's not hard once people know what to do. I love the motto, you can do it. And I also love the fact when I jumped on the website for the first time, sproutingwithsteve.com, you had a very informative video. I know there's always a danger that we can be too simplistic, but if I'm guilty of anything, it's maybe going a bit longer than is necessary. You were very succinct in that video. I don't know, it was only about three or four minutes, but I thought you really laid out a nice case for, hey, why don't you try out this Sprouting with Steve course? And I was impressed because as a physician, we never give guarantees. But I noticed you gave a guarantee. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Well, you've mentioned the, it's about a four minute video. We put a lot of editing effort into that video to make it really look good. And people can watch that when they go right on the homepage of Sprouting the Steve. And then as we go along, we tell people that we filmed an entire course on how to do this. And we're so confident that people will like the course and that they will learn how to sprout and that they'll be doing it themselves in their own homes that we offer a money back guarantee that the course is that there's just a one time charge. It's not expensive. It's about the, the price of going to the market one time. And then with that price, they learn how to grow their own live food for the rest of their lives. And like I said, money back guarantee. I think of all the people that have joined the course, we had one person ask for their money back. And I think the reason was because they just realized they were too busy and they couldn't actually sit down and watch the videos. So they didn't, they wanted their money back and we gave it to them. No problem. So there's no gimmicks in this course. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. And it really works. And it's it's exciting for people uh, to begin growing their own live food in their house to see these little plants grow and the kids can get involved and the nutritional benefits are off the charts. There's a real movement in Indian country, at least I've seen it in a number of tribes that I've visited, of really getting back to the land, uh, having community gardens, growing things. And I'm thinking of one of the uh, groups that I visited well, not all that long ago. This is a tribal uh, consortium. They've got a number of uh, tribes working together in a certain region. And they're doing a lot of this growing out under the sun. But I realize that there's a lot of people that can't take advantage of that. They may not have the time. They may not have access to being able to get out to the community garden. What you're talking about is something that I could see tribes, other community groups doing. You and I were speaking off air a little bit about this, Steve, and you mentioned that someone had this vision uh, in the Pacific Northwest to use your resources and to use them with a community group. Tell us how something like that might work. That was in Oregon. There was one particular church where they like to uh, do health seminars in the church and have had great success on gardening and different things. And so they decided we'd like to invite the community to come to a, one of their rooms in their big building and to teach them how to grow sprouts. And so we worked out an arrangement with them that they could show our sprouting course on the screen in that room. They sent out an advertisement. They invite people to come from the community for a free seminar. And then they get to watch all the videos right there. So we're very flexible. We want to work with different people. We want to make it work for them. Uh, and, and let me just tell you a quick story about as far as doing this in your home, if you don't have land, uh, I've read a lot of books on sprouting. And there's one particular sprout man who just started out in an apartment in New York. And he had all kinds of allergies and health problems. And then he started sprouting in his kitchen. And after a while of eating all these, these live, uh, you know, growing plants in his kitchen, all of his allergies went away. 
and he became one of the, the world's top sprouters. He's written many books and he just became a crusader for the health benefits of doing this in your own home. You know, one of the things that's become even more challenging, even with fresh produce, is just this whole question of contamination. And it doesn't seem like a year goes by where we don't have some recall of lettuce or carrots or some healthy food because it's been contaminated with E. coli or or something else. Folks uh, are concerned in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, with this whole issue of contamination. They're worried. Maybe there was a an animal or, or deer droppings, or maybe there were snails that got into the crops, and snails can carry some pretty nasty stuff. I'm thinking of something called rat lungworm that uh, can be transmitted by snails onto fresh produce. But, Steve, as I'm listening to what you're talking about, if I'm growing this stuff in my home, I don't have to worry about the deer coming into my kitchen, or I don't have to worry about the, uh, the snails because I don't have them in my kitchen. We want to talk more about this in our next segment. We've got some great stuff coming up. Steve is going to share with us some of the high points from his course, tell you more about it, how you can take advantage of it. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Stay tuned for the second half of today's broadcast. We'll be right back after this. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. The following is a public service announcement for victims of child abuse. The most negative thinking in my childhood was the things said to me. I felt like I was a bag of garbage waiting to go to the dump. Please, moms and dads, put a watch on your mouth as you relate to your children. If you've experienced child abuse, find someone to talk to, someone you can trust and share your hurt and disappointments. Go to overcomingabuse.org. That's overcomingabuse.org. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Dr. Nia Heard-Garris with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Every year, hundreds of teens drown. If your teen hasn't learned to swim yet, it's never too late. Even if your teen is a strong swimmer, make sure to supervise kids of any age. No one should swim alone. Teach them to enter the water feet first, wear life jackets on a boat, and never use alcohol or drugs on the water. Drowning is preventable. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. 
Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the second half of today's broadcast. I'm Dr. David DeRose with Steve Wolberg. Steve is the speaker and director of Whitehorse Ministries in Idaho. But we're featuring him today because he is also the pioneer of Sprouting with Steve. Sproutingwithsteve.com is a website that is designed to help you be healthier. That's what we've been hearing about. And if you're just joining us on that website, Steve has mentioned a number of free resources as well as a course. Steve, I'm really interested in this uh, free resource, these 10 uh, benefits of sprouting. Is this just a, a, sh- a short overview, or does it give people enough detail that they'd read that and likely be motivated to get excited about sprouting? Uh, yes, it's definitely something that they can easily read and become motivated and excited about sprouting. And David, I can send that to you, and you can actually you know, let everybody know that uh, if they just email you or contact you, you'll send it to them for free. It's just a simple document. It's a PDF document that lists 10 different reasons why growing your own sprouts and microgreens is extremely beneficial to your body. So it's free, and we're happy to make it available. Well, I'm excited about that. It's always a challenge to try to figure out how to uh, have you folks best touch base with me. My primary email address, I'll give it out on air. I don't mind doing that. It's drderose at compasshealth.net. So drderose at compasshealth.net. And uh, I don't like to give people too many places to go, but you're more than more than welcome to reach out to me. Steve will send me that document, and I'm happy to, to forward it to you. Or you can jump on to sproutingwithsteve.com. And, in fact, any radio show, any radio station, any presence on the Internet that carries our show, if they're officially carrying our show, they have contact information for me. So if you forget that, just reach out to the local station that's uh, carrying the programming, and there'll be uh, contact information that goes along with the broadcast. Steve, let's come back now and talking about uh, the chorus, because I am really, I'm really, just being honest with you, I'm getting excited about offering this course for my community. I'm thinking, great, we could get these uh, videos, we could show them maybe in a community center, maybe a faith community. Here's what my practical question is. What would that look like? Would it take place five one-hour meetings over five weeks? Do you have a feel for that? I know it wasn't the program wasn't designed for that, but any idea of how much video footage we're talking about? I'm guessing, David, there's somewhere around 10 hours. Uh, I haven't actually counted those hours. Uh, basically, what happens is when people go on SproutingSteve.com, and then if they choose to, to purchase the course, they get an email that has... Uh, login information for them, which takes them to a private website where they can log in and then they can watch all the videos. And when they get in that that member website, there's a starting tab on the left side that shows them some videos to get them started. Then there's a whole section on simple sprouting where I demonstrate alfalfa, broccoli, clover, mung, radish, peas, and they watch me grow these. And then there's a third section, which is on how to grow microgreens in potting soil. And then they watch me grow sunflower and buckwheat and wheatgrass and different different seeds. And then the final section is how to grow microgreens in just water without soil. Like for those that are able to see this right now, I'm holding up a little tray of purple Rambo radish. And there's no there's no dirt in this tray. I just grew this just with water. 
and it's very easy to grow. And here, here's another tray I've got for those that can see this. This is uh, fava, fava beans. And I did put a little bit of soil, potting soil in that tray. And so I demonstrate all these different options. And then I show them how you can grow some of these in just simple jars. Or then there's also little trays that, that they can stack on that little, little, little white, 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 white. And then there's also uh, green trays that are a little bit bigger depending upon the space that they have in their home. So I give people lots of options depending upon you know how much time they've got, what they want to do. And it's, uh, it's simple and practical. So I love this whole concept uh, of, of sprouting. And we want to take this a step further. We want to talk to folks who maybe have children that don't like vegetables. I'm thinking of folks that I've met over the years who would just not touch anything that was green. There's an interesting dynamic that many people have found, and that is if children get involved with growing food, they're often more willing to try it. You mentioned earlier in the show, Steve, that you have a couple of children, no doubt with you sprouting as long as you have. Those kids grew up around you sprouting. Uh, What's their reaction? My understanding is they're in their teen years right now, do they uh, like this stuff or do they think this is kind of crazy dad doing it and we just want to stick with our candy bars and Cokes? Uh, good question. They, they really like the sunflower greens, sunflower microgreens. And for years I've been growing these big trays of sunflower microgreens. And then I bring the trays home and I ask the kids, I'd say uh, like when they're about to have uh, a meal, I'll ask them, do you, do you want a bowl of, we call them sunnies. Do you want to eat some sunnies? And um, most of the time they'll say, sure, dad. So I'll, I'll cut them up and I'll put them in a little bowl with a, with a fork and some, a uh, little bit of sea salt and then maybe a little nutritional yeast. And I stir it up and I hand them these bowls and th- there's not, it doesn't, doesn't take long, David, until those bowls are empty. So they love sunflower greens because they're very good. Uh, and they're good for you. And so, you know, and you're right. And and when kids are smaller, they just are fascinated by how to grow a seed like peas. Peas are very easy to sprout. Same kind of peas you put in your garden. I've got a little bag here uh, of peas and I put them in a jar. I've got my jar I'm holding up with some peas in it. And all you have to do is, is uh, soak these peas in water for five or six hours, then pour out the water and then rinse these peas twice a day in the jar. You pour out the water. And then what will happen is these peas will grow right up to the top of the jar in just two or three days, and you'll have live pea sprouts. You can do this with lentils, peas, mung, and other seeds. And peas are very, they're they're sweet, and they're good, and even kids like them. So those of us that can see the video, we see you've got this jar, and it looks like maybe only one-fifth of the height of the jar is filled with peas. Am I ascertaining that correctly? Yes. And if I were to fill this jar up with water and five hours later, if I were to hold this up, then you would see the pea line go up probably about twice as high because the seeds will then absorb the water. They expand and they double in size. And then once you drain out the water and then I the way I say it and the way I teach people is you give them a bath one time. And then you give them a shower twice a day for two days. So you soak them only once, then you pour out the water. And then in the morning, you give them a rinse. You put water in and pour it out. And then in the evening, you put water in and pour it out. And within two or three days, this jar of peas 
uh, if people could see this, they would be watching these peas grow right up to the top, just like this jar of lentils now that I'm, now I'm holding a jar of lentils and you can see these, they're all the way up at the top of the jar and they're just, they're bursting at the seam, ready to go right into the salad. <laughs> this is remarkable. And I'm I'm already getting inspired. I want to uh, take what I'm learning here before I even do the sproutingwithsteve.com course. So I, I want to make sure all my listeners get this too, because my thinking is, Steve, if folks try this out and it's as easy as you're describing it, that they're going to say, hey, I want to learn some more of these techniques. So I want to get this one down. This This sounds simple enough. I'm looking at this jar that you showed, and others don't have the advantage of seeing it. They're listening on radio. So the first jar you showed with the peas, tell us about that lid. Describe it so that those who can't actually see it understand what we're dealing with. Yes, I'm holding in my hand. It's a it's a one-quart mason jar, and it has a lid on top of it, which is a green lid for sprouting. And this little lid, if I take it off, you can see, or at least those that can see, it has little little holes in it. And so what you do is you fill the jar up with water to soak your seeds, and then you just pour out the water, and the water goes through these little holes, so you don't have to take the lid off. And then you put the jar underneath the faucet, and the water goes in. You just put it right in, and the water goes right through the holes, fills up the jar, and then you pour the water out uh, through the holes in the little little lid, and you do this twice a day. And so uh, these lids are very inexpensive. I teach people where to get them in my course. You can buy them on Amazon for about $10. You can probably get eight lids. Uh, if you want to grow, you know, different seeds at a time, you can have eight jars with eight different lids and grow eight different kinds of seeds uh, every, every other day. Start a different batch. And so they're just very convenient, but they're not a requirement. Uh, you can, if you don't have a lid or don't want a lid, you can even just use your hand to drain out the water if the seeds are big enough. Some people use cheesecloth or they use a little screen or they use nylon from their, their pantyhose. So there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. But this is a very simple way to do it. And I explain all of this in my course. Well, I am going to try this. Letting my listeners know this is a pre-recorded show. So you've already got my email address. I may get folks saying, so, Dr. DeRose, did you actually try this? Steve, I'm hoping. No, I shouldn't hope. This is bad. I uh, counsel people on this. Am I ready to make a decision? Okay, I'm going to make a commitment sometime in the next three days to start sprouting. I do not have the fancy lid, but I do have some dried beans around. We like dried beans, and I think I've got the plan. Now, you tell me if I've got it right. I'm going to walk through the steps. I'm going to take one of my quart jars, and I'm going to fill it about one-fifth of the way with maybe some lentils or some peas, or can I use any legume? Will any legume work? Uh, different legumes sprout easier than others. I always recommend people start with lentils because lentils you can buy at almost any market. They're very easy to buy. In my course, I direct people to an actual company in Utah to get a whole lot of seeds because a lot of those are not available uh, just you know at the market like Walmart. But lentils are available almost everywhere. So yes, just take those lentils, pour them in the jar about a fifth of the way up, and then I'll, I'll let you keep going. <laughs> Do next, David. Okay, so what I'm going to do next is I'm going to soak, put, fill the jar with water and uh, let those uh, lentils soak there overnight. That'll work, won't it? Yes, it'll, yeah, with lentils, you can do it for five or six hours or you can just do it at night before you go to bed and that's just fine. So soak it overnight. Those lentils will expand. They'll be about double their volume. So now instead of a fifth of the height of the jar, it'll be 
two-fifths, be 40%. And uh, now the question I've got is, do I leave them soaking fully in water at this point, or do I pour all the water off and then just let them kind of be damp in there? Exactly. So again, the idea is you give them a bath one time. That's where you soak them overnight. You pour out the water, and then the next thing you do is you give them a shower, which means you just pour the water in and pour it out. And you do that twice a day for two days, and those lentils in that jar, it started out one-fifth, and then it went to two-fifths. It's going to go to three-fifths, four-fifths. It's going to go right up to the top of the jar, just like those who can see this can see this right here. And the beauty of this, David, is you hardly need any space or any time. So you can grow lentils one day, then you can start peas another day, you can start mung another day. Mung seeds are extremely easy to sprout. You can also grow, I like uh, rye. Rye is also very easy. They grow right up and so does barley. Those are two grains. So so you could do, with if you have five jars and you could be doing this for the rest of your life and having lots of uh, fresh sprouts every day uh, on your salads, your waffles, your granola, your wraps, it's a, it's just a, a wonderful thing to do. Well, I don't think I've got this fully down yet because I've still got some other questions. We want to get this nailed down in our final segment. I want you, whoever is listening today to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, to be able to improve your nutritional status simply by eating more sprouts, maybe some microgreens down the way. Sproutingwithsteve.com. That's where you can go to get full information. But we're going to be back with more. Our final segment coming up. Stay tuned right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. The following is a public service announcement for victims of child abuse. If child abuse victims don't get counseling or help, they so often become abusers themselves. The victim doesn't make the decisions... They just take the orders. I got help, and so can you. If you've experienced child abuse, find someone to talk to, someone you can trust and share your hurt and disappointments. Go to overcomingabuse.org. That's overcomingabuse.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. If you own firearms, it's your responsibility to make sure they're always stored safely. Hiding them in a closet or drawer is not enough. Kids know where they are. Research shows the risk of injury and death is lower if guns are stored unloaded and locked up with the ammunition locked in a separate place. This is important when children are young as well as when they grow into teenagers. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. So I wanted to talk with you and your mom today, Lily, because some people at school have noticed changes going on with you, and we're concerned. Like what? Who? Some of your friends, teachers, it sounds like you've lost interest in a lot of things lately. You're hanging with new friends? So? So, individually, maybe those things are no big deal. But taken together, and then the incident the other day, you were with Derek when he was caught selling marijuana. Yeah, he was selling it. Honey, we know. But we care about you and, and want to know what's going on. That's right. We just want to understand better and see how we might help. And if weed is a part of it, we just want to make sure you understand the negative consequences for someone your age, the physical and mental health effects, the poor decision-making, and the confusing legal aspects these days. So what do you say? Can we talk? 
For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the final segment of today's edition of the broadcast. I'm Dr. David DeRose. With me, Steve Wahlberg. Many of you know Steve from Whitehorse Media. Steve is also the founder of SproutingWithSteve.com. And Steve, I... I am excited about this, and I'm trying to make sure that I've got this all down so that I, after the show, hopefully today, but I've committed within the next few days that I am going to be doing some sprouting. It's been a long time since I've done it, but I've got lentils in my house. We've already determined. I'm going to put a fifth of the height of the jar, fill it with lentils, soak them in water. I'm going to do it overnight. You said I could get by with five or six hours. And then I'm going to pour the water off, let them sit until the end of the day, and then rinse them off again. So I'm rinsing them twice a day. Have I got this down? Yes, if you soak them at night. So when you go to bed tonight, just put the water in your jar with your seeds. And then in the morning, you want to drain out all that water, drain it all out. The idea is you want to keep the seeds moist, but you don't want them sitting in water anymore. So, and then you just make sure all the water's out and then just tilt the jar uh, it's ideal to tilt them sort of on an angle so any extra water can just drip out, but that's not required. You just want to get, you know, almost all the water out and then you just let the jar sit. And then in the evening, you put more water in because by that time they're starting to get a little bit dry. You just put water in and then pour it out and then get all the water out so they're moist. And then you just let the jar sit. And then the next day, you do the same thing. You put some water in and pour it out. And then in the evening, water in and pour it out. And uh, within two days, David, you're going to have a full or almost a full jar of those lentil sprouts. You, you'll be amazed at how fast they grow. And then you can just pour them right into your salad or right on top of your waffle with your blueberries and your strawberries. Or you can even mix them with your oatmeal and your granola. Lentils have a very mild taste. They kind of pick up the flavor of whatever else you're eating, but they're loaded with nutrition. Well, I know that I have the ability to mess up anything. And so I'm thinking here, Steve, one of the challenges I've got, I don't have this fancy lid that you've got. I know they're inexpensive. You said I can get eight or 10 of them on Amazon for $10, but I'm not going to have that. I'm going to try to do it uh, just like many of my listeners, many of my viewers. What if I don't pour all the water off? What if there's a a quarter inch of water on the bottom? Are some of these lentils going to spoil? What's the problem with that? Probably not because lentils are a very hardy seed. Now, with the smaller seeds like broccoli or alfalfa or clover, it's more important that you get all that water out because they could be sitting in water. But with lentils, I think if you just drain the water and you see most of that water's out, you're going to be fine. Lentils and peas and mung are very forgiving. And I'm confident, David, that with your expertise, that you can do it too. Well, here's the other question. Because, again, I don't have this jar lid. And for those of you that couldn't see it, you know, Steve said holes in it. It looks kind of like a screen almost, only plastic, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a lid with a little screen on the inside of the rim. So the water goes in and the water goes out. So you've got this jar with the screened lid, if you will. It can sit out there. It's open to the air. So since I don't have that, I'm going to be leaving it with no lid on. Is that correct? 
it doesn't matter if you have a lid on it or not. Uh, the only purpose of the lid is to help you to drain the water out easier. So it just, you don't have to put your hand or something else to, so that your seeds don't fall out into your sink when you're draining out the water. So that's the only purpose of the lid. And I said, lentils are very forgiving. It's very easy. And I'm very confident that you'll figure this out. No, I got the idea about rinsing them, but I'm talking about when they're sitting there all day. I, I can't have them covered, right? Don't they have to be open to the air? Uh, it doesn't really matter. And like with, you know, with microgreens, when they start growing, like as those who can see this on the video can see my purple ramble radish microgreens, uh, I've got them on a table next to a window. So they, so the ambient light goes through the window and that's how they green up. But with lentils or peas, when you're growing them as sprouts, you can put them uh, underneath your sink. You can put them in a cabinet. You can put them, you can grow these in your bathroom and you don't need any light. You just use your sink and then put the seeds underneath the cabinet or in a drawer or in your closet next to your towels and they'll grow just fine right there. So if I'm hearing this correctly, lid can be on a tight lid. I can tighten it as hard as I can. If I don't want uh, my wife to open it up and don't think her grip is as strong, I'll just tighten that lid all the way. It's going to sprout just fine. I could leave the lid off. It'll sprout the same. If I put it in the sun, it won't give me green sprouts and under the sink, give me white sprouts. Really, it makes no difference. Am I hearing you correctly? Yes, it makes no difference at the sprouting stage. It's only when you grow them bigger and they start sprouting leaves that you want to give them sunlight through the window. Now, you don't need a grow light. You don't need a greenhouse. All you need is to stick them on a windowsill or on any table in a kitchen where any sunlight comes through the window and the microgreens, they'll, they'll just start getting green. That's what happens. But with the sprouts at the sprouted stage, like the lentils in the jar, you don't need any light. Now, I wouldn't recommend if you put a lid on it, you, you wouldn't want to put a, a, a lid that has no holes. So it's just solid because you do want that airflow. You want airflow going inside of your jar. But the idea is just to get as much of the water out as possible and just let the jar sit. You don't need to have a lid on it. Just put it put it on, on the countertop and it'll grow just fine. Okay, we finally got what I was getting at. I'm sorry I didn't ask the question clearer, but now I know. Don't put the lid on it. I don't have any special screened lids. Leave it open, and I have got my game plan down. Now, hopefully, you've been listening today, and you are going to get some of the benefits of these delicious lentil sprouts that I'm going to try. And I'm so ambitious now that if that works, Steve, I'm going to find those peas because I'm sure we got some dried peas around and try those. But I'm sure there are some of my listeners, they're not sold on this at all, and they're saying, I know if I try this, I'm going to ruin it. I've ruined every plant that I've ever owned, and I just can't do it. Is it true you've actually got a list of common, well, myths about why people cannot sprout? Yes. Not only do I have a document called My Top 10 Reasons to Sprout, but I have another document that I can send you as well called uh, Eight Top Reasons Why People Don't Sprout. And they're excuses people give, such as, I don't have time. I don't have a green thumb. I can't do this. All of these are myths. Uh, it's not true. It's not expensive. It's easy to do. It doesn't take a lot of time and you can do it. And so that's, again, that's the model of our course. And as I, as I'm demonstrating these different, uh, different seeds in, in the video course in Sprouting the Steed over and over again, I tell people, Hey, you can do this too. And people learn to do it. And then some of people have given us video testimonials of what they've been doing. And so we have some of those video testimonials as well. And you can see that, you know, people that have joined the course, they're growing, they're doing it, and they're excited. Okay, so what you're hearing from Steve is he's sending me some handouts. He's sending me uh, the 10 benefits of sprouting, 
the uh, eight reasons why people, uh, the myths why people think they can't sprout, you can get those from me at Dr. D. Rose. So it's simply D-R for doctor. My last name, D. Rose, D-E-R-O-S-E, no period in between. So D-R, D. Rose, at Compass, like giving you direction, compasshealth.net. Dr. D. Rose at compasshealth.net. I'll have those handouts from Steve Wolberg. Many of you, though. You don't need to remember all that. All you've got to remember is sproutingwithsteve.com because if you go there, Steve, my understanding from what we communicated off air is if I go on to sproutingwithsteve.com and I sign in, you're going to send me to my email address your 10 benefits of sprouting. Did I hear that right? Yes, that's correct. As soon as people go to sproutingwithsteve.com, the first thing they see is a little box that says, give us your email address and we'll email you those 10 top reasons to sprout. And as soon as they do that, access to the main website where they can watch our four-minute video, they can look at the testimonials, they can look at another physician talking about the health benefits of sprouting, and, and all that doesn't cost anything just to look at all that. And then they can decide if they want to click the button and join the course, and then they get access to the member website where they can watch all the videos. Okay, I've got it down. Sprouting with Steve, that is easy, sproutingwithsteve.com. And Steve, while we were off air, you were talking with me about another uh, actually interview you did. It was with uh, one of the hosts uh, at the uh, Three Angels Broadcasting Network, and you told me that this fellow was also, well, a bit surprised that the speaker director of Whitehorse Media was into sprouting. Did he respond warmly to the interview? Yes. Uh, most people who know me well know that my forte and my field and Whitehorse Media, uh, I focus a lot on Bible prophecy, on the book of Revelation, on those type of spiritual things. And so Ryan Day knew me about because of those things. And he was assigned by 3ABN to interview me about sprouting. And when he first saw that assignment, he was rather amazed. He thought, oh, wow, Steve Wahlberg's going to talk about sprouting. This is going to be interesting. And so, but, but by the time the interview was over, he was so excited about doing this. He said, sign me up. I want to join the course. I want to start doing this. And just like you, like just you've made a, a commitment to your audience that you're going to start growing those lentils right away. And that's what Ryan did. And so, you know, when people get exposed to this uh, and, and see the benefits, then they are motivated. I want to check this out. Steve, thanks for all the great work that you do. Thanks for introducing my audience to sproutingwithsteve.com. Any final words for maybe those who are just not quite ready to step over the line and check out your website? So I guess my final final words are you can do this. Uh, growing your own sprouts and microgreens takes only seconds a day once you learn what to do. And it's one of the best things that you can ever do for your body, for your brain, for every cell within you. You won't be sorry if you start sprouting. Steve, it was great to have you on the show again. Thanks for your enthusiasm. Thanks for sharing about sproutingwithsteve.com. You're very welcome, David. Thank you for having me. Well, that's all for today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.